The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot at the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler, you're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason... Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, at 50 pounds Who different. are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious how about, how about hypnosis? Let's get thrown... Psychosis? Psychosis? Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to episode 227 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet. Hey, friend. What's going on, friend? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Hope you're doing well. Mm-hmm. Living that keto life. It's amazing. I've never known a joy like this. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... We've come up with a, a term for your adventure here, clavicle mania. <laughs> I love it. All right. So good luck with that. Keep up the good work. Stay, stay off those carbs. Thank you. I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> I mean, the, the upside is I can still eat chicken wings, so it's not so bad. Oh, yeah. As long as you got chicken in, it's not so bad. <laughs> and we're joined by... The Rawcast broadcast journalist himself, none other than Magnum Prime. What's going on, Greg? Oh man, I'm just continuing to laugh at that R. Kelly interview. I suppose it'll stop being funny sometime in 2020, probably. <laughs> uh, the the thing with the the hands and the Robert, yeah, <laughs> just so calm. I mean, all of it, just you know. Claiming that people trying to keep him away from his kids, although he's not paying any child support, it's just perfect. Yeah, yeah, there's a whole lot to unpack on that on that thing there. See, Misty, this is why you need one of those uh, like side podcasts where you can just delve into things like that. It's yeah, you and yeah. some friends. I know a guy. If you you know really want to do it. Oh really? Yeah, I know a guy. He can, he, he can make it happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I thought you were talking about Sam. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shut up, <to> Sam. <laughs> I don't know how I came up with that one. <laughs> so you can find the WrestleCast on the web at CSPN.us. You can find us on Twitter at the WrestleCast. You can also find me on Twitter at Don DeLorente. You can follow Miss Didi Jonet on Twitter at Didi Jonet. And you can follow Greg on Twitter at Magnum Prime. So, guys, we're going to have some news to start off the show this week. Unfortunately, we have sad news to kick off the show as King Kong Bundy. He passed away this week at the age of 61. King Kong Bundy, truly an 80s icon. Got his biggest notoriety as Hulk Hogan's opponent in WrestleMania 2. But he was also in a lot of TV shows and he wrestled in a lot of the territories and he was just a larger than life character, literally and figuratively. 
he weighed about 450 pounds and he was notorious for making the referees count to not three, but five, because that's how devastating he was. So, Greg, any memories of King Kong Bundy that come to mind right away? Well, you I mean, you already mentioned it. Uh, big main event push going against Hogan. Uh, but for me, I don't know if it was ever put out there. I always wondered why the, the WWE stopped doing business with him. It seemed like he would have been a guy that they would have kept around to kind of pop up here and there, but it was like he never worked with him again. I don't know if he did something to anger Vince, but it was just he just completely dropped off their radar. Yeah, I didn't hear any backstory this week about, you know, what caused him to, you know, be out of the picture shortly after WrestleMania 2. Miss Didi Jonay? Mm-hmm. It's always interesting to hear your perspective on the older generation of wrestlers. So, your uh, memories, if any, on King Kong Bundy? I don't have any. I remember the name, but he's not familiar to me at all. Like, I don't I don't know him by by face. He made an appearance in pop culture on lots of TV shows, most notably Married with Children. Mm, maybe that's where I know the name from. Yeah, they had a where Bud wanted to be a wrestler, and the person he wrestled was King Kong Bundy. Oh, mm-hmm. good stuff, good stuff. So definitely be missed. Uh, you know, thoughts and prayers out to his friends and family. Definitely an icon in the wrestling business. Tori Wilson, she will be inducted into the Hall of Fame this year at WrestleMania. So congratulations to Tori Wilson. We got some more information on the Arn Anderson situation. Of course, he was fired last week by the company. It seems like it's being reported that he was fired because he let Alicia Fox wrestle while she was intoxicated at a house show. And it is reported that Alicia Fox went AWOL after she was offered rehab by the WWE. So we'll delve into this a little bit deeper. G, sounds like they should have got two people on this one, but they only clipped one. (laughs) Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, so Alicia Fox, again, she survives, man. I don't know how she keeps slipping by, but. She got by again. Yeah, she had the incident with Rousey's husband. Yeah, I don't, I don't see how she's surviving. But you know, it, it definitely seemed like you need some help if you're showing up to work drunk. Yeah, yeah. So it, you know, if you're gonna fire the person who let her go out there, it seems like the first person who would have got fired was the person who went out there. But I guess they figured that they could. You know, offer her help and maybe get her back on track rather than cost her her job, which is noble. But poor Arn, though. Poor Arn. Poor judgment by him. And, you know, it's like, dang, you get clipped because you let her go out wrestling drunk. It's like, First of all, this is a white man in Trump's America. Ain't no poor Arn <laughs> anybody. Okay. You let that black woman scam the system <laughs> as best she can. I don't know how she didn't get fired. She didn't get fired, and I'm happy about it. Miss Didi has spoken. Listen, I liked her ever since she beat up 
Bo Rhonda's boy cousin. I thought that was great. Because I'm sure he deserved it. <laughs> yeah, so Alicia Fox, man. Hopefully, though, on the real, though, she can get things back on track, though. Whether she does the rehab or not, she can figure out what's going on and get her life in order because it's not cool to show up to the it's not it's not cool to go fool Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, it's not. And actually she did kind of she went at fool Jeff Hardy and then she went a fool Randy Orton. So that's definitely not good. <laughs> and there's finally uh, last two bits of news. The legend Jushin Thunder Liger announced that he will be retiring after next year's Tokyo Dome event. So that will complete his 30th year in high-level professional wrestling. So congratulations to Jushin Thunder Liger on his upcoming retirement. And Miss Didi Jonet, a guy that's near and dear to both of our hearts, Mr. Tommaso Ciampa will be missing a significant amount of time after it is reported that he's going to need neck surgery immediately. It probably took place between Wednesday and Friday as you hear this podcast. And it's reported that he's going to be out anywhere from 6 to 14 months. So good luck to Tommaso Ciampa and his recovery. And our NXT people will just have to figure out what we're going to do because we're not going to get a payoff to our story. Our great, great Aww. story. Maybe we'll get there eventually. Triple H won't forget. Yeah, it'll have to take place on the main roster. Which won't be as good. Right, they don't have the love for it that that NXT has for it. So, yeah, so good luck to Tommaso Ciampa. Hopefully he can, you know, have a good quality of life, let alone just get back into the ring. So, Mm -hmm. all right, Miss Didi, it's time for you to get out your trusty notepad because it's time to tally up the votes because we have to play who you got for fast it's the best game ever (laughs) all right i'm ready this sunday please join us for our live tweet of fast lane you can use the hashtag cast in the fast lane and the is the letters D-A, as we live tweet and share our commentary with color. So the match that Miss Didi Jonet won't see, but maybe these two people will make her tune in briefly. The kickoff show match will be Rey Mysterio versus Cien Almas. A lie detector show, that's a lie. <laughs> so Magnum Prime, we'll start with you, sir. Who you got? Uh, I'm going with CN Almas. All right. Miss Didi Jeanne, who you got? Um, I also have CN Almas. Okay. I'm going to go with Ray Mysterio Jr. Of course you are. First match on the main show for the Raw Tag Team Championships. We're going to have a triple threat match as the champions of the Revival are going to be taking on Alistair Black and Ricochet and Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. So, Miss Didi Jonet, who you got? Uh, I have Alistair. Well, actually, is that too early for them to win the title? I don't know. I have Alistair and Ricochet. 
Okay. Magnum Prime, who you got? Champs retain. Mr. Magnum Prime, I agree with you that the champs finally going to get their, you know, win that they haven't had since they've been champions in the title <laughs> defense. Yeah. The women's tag team champion match will be the Boston Hood Connection, Sasha Banks and Bailey. They're going up against Nia Jax and Tamina. Magnum Prime, who you got? Mm. I'll say it's Chance for Tang. Okay. Miss Didi Jonet, who you got? Tang. Hopefully, um, I'm sorry for cutting you off. Hopefully, Sasha can actually, you know, successfully defend a title for This will be her very first ever successful title defense of any kind if she and uh, Bailey are successful. So you make an excellent point, Miss Didi Jonet. I'm going to go with you guys as well. Clean sweep, pause and hug, connection, and retain. For the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, we're going to have the Usos defending the titles against The Miz and Shane McMahon in The Miz's hometown of Cleveland, Ohio. Miss Didi Jonet, who you got? I have The Usos because The Miz and Shane McMahon are not a real team. Okay. Magnum Prime, who you got? Yeah, even though I'm surprised they still have the belt after the run-in with the law. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to say champs retain. We're getting a little bit redundant here, but I'm going to say the same thing as well. The champs are going to retain. The Usos are going to walk out of Cleveland as your SmackDown Tag Team Champions again. For the SmackDown Women's Championship, we have the champion, Asuka, Facing off against Mandy Rose. Magnum Prime, who you got? I'm going with Oscar. Miss Didi Jonet, we know who you got. Listen, I will burn the building down. Okay? We did not spend over a year doing what we did in NXT for Mandy Rose. Mandisha Rose to beat Asuka in any iteration, no matter how much help she got. No. No, no, no. Thankfully, Asuka is healthy and good to go after Mandy Rose dropped her on her head at a live event on Monday night and they had to stop the match and uh, assist Asuka out of the ring, but she is well and she is okay. So, she looks to be 100% going into the match on Sunday. And so you're going to pick Mandy? I'm going to pick Asuka. Are you uh, crazy? Okay. I don't know. Sometimes you like to play the odds. Ain't that many odds. <laughs> the Shield. Yes, those guys are going to be going up against Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, and Bobby Lashley. Miss Didi Jonet, I think we all know who you got. Yes, you do. But I can make it official and tell you that I have the shield. All right. Magnum Prime, who you got? Go with the Hounds of Justice. All right. All right, Miss Dijonet, I'm going to play the game this way. Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, and Bobby Lashley are somehow going to find a way to win, but they're going to take an ass woman after the match. Okay. We like it. Some type no of shenanigans. What they go through a table. Yeah. Sh- actually win. Yeah, shenanigans. Okay. 
not via shenanigans, but with shenanigans. With shenanigans, right. <laughs> Becky Lynch, she's going to be taking on Charlotte Flair. The stipulation is, if Becky Lynch wins the match, she will be included into the women's or the Raw women's championship match between Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. Magnum Prime, who you got? It's gonna be it's gonna be Becky Lynch. I I mean she might even win by disqualification, but she'll win. All right, Miss Didi Jone, who you got? Um, I'm with Greg. Even if it's via shenanigans, excuse me, a win is a win, and it's gotta be Becky. It's just gotta be. I think. They're going to try to figure out a way to squeeze one more swerve out of this. I'm going to go with Charlotte Flair. Okay. Build it up. One more step. And our main event of the evening will be for the WWE Championship. Daniel Bryan. He will be taking on Kevin Owens. Miss Didi Jonay. Who you got? Oh, um, I would love to root for Captain Planet, but I am going to choose Kevin Owens. Okay. Magnum Prime, who you got? What I would like to see is a no contest after Kofi comes to the ring and whoops the shit out of both of them. That's what I would like to see. But I, I will go with Champ Retain. I'm going to go with the Champ Retains as well. So we got about three matches that we differ upon that's going to decide this edition of who you got. Again, Sunday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Use the hashtag cast in the fast lane to share your commentary with color along with the host of the WrestleCast. So hopefully nobody gets hurt. This is the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania. So everybody gets through this one clean and healthy. And then, you know, we'll concentrate on getting to WrestleMania and see what they do leading up to there. Monday Night Raw time. It took place in Philadelphia. Roman Reigns kicked off the show. And it's funny. Everybody was cheering it. DD, I remember a time where Roman won the Royal Rumble for the very first time. Yeah, man. He had The Rock come out. Mm-hmm. Raise his hand. Yes. Basically pass the torch and say, hey, here's the man. Yep. And everybody booed him. Mm, and did. Loudly booed him. They, yep. even, they even made The Rock make a face. They booed him so loud. They made Rock make a video about it on Instagram later talking about you booed my cousin, but that's okay though. Like, yeah. If I was Roman, I wouldn't have been so nice. If I was Roman, I'd have sat on the marine ropes and been like, it's amazing what a little cancer can do for how much you like me. All it took was a little bit of blood trying to kill me and now you're my best friend. It's amazing. I'm just saying. Had I known, I'd have told y'all I had this years ago. That's all it did. 
Cause you're fickle. What did you mind say? Y'all <laughs> fickle. Roman says that last week was the comeback, but this week he takes back the yard. He says he wants the universal title, but his brother Seth Rollins is in his way. He calls out Rollins. Rollins is glad to have Reigns back, of course. Rollins plans to take the motivation Reigns gave him and beat Brock Lesnar in Mania. Seth says he knows Reigns deserves a shot since he had to give up the title. Then Roman praised Seth for looking over Raw while he was gone. And he has confidence that Seth Rollins will win at WrestleMania. Rainson said that he wanted to get the band back together one last time. Seth disagreed due to Ambrose's past actions. The crowd wants it and Reigns wants to be with his brothers one last time. So Seth, he agrees to do it for uh, Roman. And they called out Dean who arrived but was immediately laid out by the Elkabong from none other than Elias. So I know that in a way, strange turn, this was like three things that didn't go together but made Miss Dee very happy. She'll reunion possibility, Dean Ambrose getting laid out by Elias, <laughs> and then just the mere side of Elias, right? Facts. <laughs> it's a triangle of of uh, happiness for Miss Dee Dee in the opening segment. Everything worked in its order and with each other. To give me the best result. And that's all I can ask for. Opening match, we have Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, and Drew McIntyre. They face off against Finn Balor, Kurt Angle, and Braun Strowman. Braun tagged in and ran wild, the power slam, and then uh, Balor hits a double stomp, and he got a two count as Leo Rush interfered. Uh, Braun Strowman speared Leo Rush through the barricade. And uh, Leo Rush was saying hi to Uncle Charles, y'all. Because <laughs> he killed this man. Uh, while this was going on, Bobby Lashley hit Finn Balor with that high-angle spine buster, pin Finn Balor. After the match, the Hills beat down Finn Balor and Kurt Angle, and they stood tall. Uh, so much for Braun Strowman being the man. That might happen in 2020. I don't know what they're doing. They're they, y'all put him in a trash compactor and he fought his way out. Like, what are you talking about? So what? He killed Leo Rush. He should be able to get his ass back up. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the nastier, uh, nastier bumps I've ever seen because just the the sheer sight of the largeness. Uh, Braun Strowman eviscerated. Yeah, five differentialists. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a um, Matt truck and one of those little smart cars that can fit like <laughs> in those mini parking spots that people like could pick up and move. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever have y'all seen videos of that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get out and two people just grab the car and move it out of the way and take their parking spot. Like this is amazing. <laughs> All right, so. After, uh, we have the raw tag team champion, uh, raw tag teams, excuse me, in the back with a camera. I don't know where that camera came from, but they're running down heavy machinery, and they're just talking mean about Otis. Otis ain't here to hurt nobody. He just want to have fun. <laughs> Ruby Riot faced off against Natalia. 
Ruby attacks at the bell and takes early control. Natalia fought back and got the sharpshooter. Ruby escaped, but Natalia cradled Ruby and got the three count for the win. We get Dee Dee's favorite part of the show, the Lacey Evans runway bomb. Mm. Then we see footage of Batista trying to murder Ric Flair last week. <laughs> He's uh, The SNL Weekend Update guys are here, and they are announced as they will be the correspondents for WrestleMania. So, G-Money, what do you think about Michael Shea and uh, the other dude being <laughs> the correspondents for WrestleMania coming up? Basically, the hosts are going to be serving the New Day role that they played a couple of years ago. Uh, I'm sure it it won't go over well, but uh, I mean, they, they do have some, you know, some sort of notoriety towards them. But uh, somebody's got to tell what was his name, Colin, Colin Joss. How to, to wear a hat. I, <laughs> I know he's trying to troll Philly with the Mets hat, but, you know, kind of hard to complete the troll when you look like a goofball putting on that hat. But, you know, maybe he's that's used just to, something I noticed. Maybe he, he's used to fitteds and they gave him one of those, you know, snapback <laughs> uh, um, frat boy joints. Well, you know, if you're a true friend, you know, you, you're going to bring the fitted. <laughs> are gonna, you know, depend on the WWE to have it for you. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Are you not gonna see Deces and Mero playing themselves like that? <laughs> They're gonna come prepared. <laughs> gang, gang. Big Dave Batista. He's sitting in an Instagram video saying that they are playing by his rules. Triple H talks about trying to honor Ric Flair from the uh, last week. Triple H starts talking about praising the real man behind Ric Flair as his true friend. He says they have been there for each other during the best and worst of times. Uh, you know, talking about Ric Flair's many weddings to him almost dying last year. Triple H starts to get emotional. He said he just wanted to honor Ric Flair last week and give him the thing he knows he loves, and that's being in front of the fans. Triple H says Dave wanted his attention, and he got it. He said Dave quit when things don't go his way and he attacked a 70-year-old man to steal a moment. Triple H mocks him for playing bad guy 101, but he doesn't care what Big Dave does. Triple H will go wherever he needs to in order to get at him. Have some balls and show up. For every moment they shared, it's over. He's not Triple H. When they go face-to-face, he'll be looking at the man, stand up and tell him what you want, and Triple H said he'll give it to him. So, Miss Didi Jone, what you think about Batista's use of an Instagram video? Hey, that's very smart, though, if you don't want to be controlled by the WWE scripting. Yeah, just yeah. send in the Instagram video. Tell them whatever the hell you want. <laughs> it was like, I don't want to go to Philadelphia. I'm not scared of you. I just don't like that fucking city. <laughs> like, I can't go. It's like, maybe I'll see you in Pittsburgh, but that city's trash, too, so maybe not. Like, I live. Yeah. That was that I was like refreshing. That wasn't me. I like Philadelphia. <laughs> Cheese steaks, man. G Money, what do you think about the Triple H promo? Babyface promo from Triple H. Not really his strongest, but uh, this one was a little bit better than normal in my estimation. I mean, you know, he's a professional. You know, he, he pulled it out, but I'm really tired of people mentioning Flair's son. 
we all know Flair does not appreciate that. But yet, it keeps getting interjected into WWE programming. I mean, I know Triple A is his, is his, is his boy, but just leave his son out of it. We all know what happened. Right. That's too real. Right, right. Some things can be left unsaid and everybody knows what you mean. Stephanie says she'll do what's best for business and she's reinstating Becky. She says Becky will face Charlotte at Fastlane for the vacant Raw Women's title. But first she has to sign this release basically because she's you know still technically injured and not cleared to wrestle a match but she won't hold a company liable for whatever happens in the match is basically what Stephanie wants her to do. Roman meets with Dean backstage. He offers the shield reunion to him officially since he got wiped out by Elias and we never got an answer. Dean is basically like, man, I got things on my mind. I got to take care of business. Got a match. So he walks away from Roman. Heavy Machinery, they're going in a gauntlet match against all those people who were talking shit about Otis. So it's the B team, the Ascension, and Hawkins and Ryder. Heavy Mach- they took out the B team with about 90 seconds with the trash compactor. The Ascension came in next. Big Otis got the hot tag. He ran wild and he pinned Victor. Hawkins and Ryder are the last team. They attacked right away and they worked double teams. Otis made the comeback. He hit the Caterpillar and the Heavy Machinery got the win. So, they see something in Big Otis. He's been the main focus of whatever heavy machinery he's been able to do. And to be honest with you, Lars Sullivan was a bust. He couldn't handle the pressure. Lacey Evans just keeps walking up and down the ramp. I guess she's got to get her <laughs> Fitbit steps in. Just finishing, <laughs> finishing out her, her set for the day. EC3 is a mute bodybuilder <laughs> so heavy machinery by default win that round of call ups I guess I don't know why they called Lacey up I thought I thought because, okay so if they keep doing this how the moment of bliss if the moment of bliss keeps being a thing I think if she can wrestle it's supposed to be the contrast of Alexa Bliss being like, you know how she's been dressing a little bit sexier? Mm-hmm. I think it's supposed to culminate with that Lacey Evans and Alexa Bliss going against each other, where Lacey's the classy, Southern Belle, sophisticated, do things like a lady, and Alexa Bliss is like, I'm the new woman, I'm sexy, I can dress how I want, whatever. Um, I guess that makes sense. We'll see. Yeah. They announced Tori Wilson going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, The SNL guys walk down the hallway. They pass EC3. They run into Titus. Titus wants an autograph, but only for Michael Shea. I don't blame him. Uh, Charlotte runs down Becky ahead of Sunday's title match. She plans to become the Raw Women's Champion on Sunday. Okay, so let's stop for a second. Let's think about this. And this is why, like, some people don't need to be in charge of all this writing. How can two SmackDown performers be wrestling for the Raw Women's Championship? (laughs) Whoops. I'm just saying. Vacated or not. Yeah. It needs to be the 
Oh, like they do with the main, like how one is like the WWE and one is the world. Like maybe they just need to do it like that. There because you to call go. it Raw and the only people who are fighting for it are SmackDown means we have two SmackDown titles, which sounds right to me. <laughs> so, yeah, those are just the little things that happen with this company that, you know, uh, nobody, will, nobody will notice. Just put it out on TV. Like, yeah, we will. <laughs> All right, so now Seth Rollins, it's his turn to meet with Dean. Seth calls Dean his wrestling soulmate. Dean still refuses the Shield reunion. Just poured his soul out to that man and just curved him. Damn. <laughs> Elias is in the ring, so you know what that means. It's time to walk with Elias. He runs down everything that's Philadelphia. I was amused. <laughs> Dean Ambrose versus Elias. Elias takes control. He now, you know, walks the ropes. So Dean Ambrose actually got a chance to walk with Elias. He has the Undertaker's old school. Ambrose quickly fires up, but Elias cuts him off and laid the boots to Dean Ambrose. Ambrose tried to make his comeback again, but he gets caught with a knee strike and a drift away. And Elias gets the win. Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, they arrive after the match. They try to talk to Ambrose about a reunion, but Ambrose, he just goes out through the crowd. Corbin, uh, Drew, and Lashley, they arrive. They mock Rollins and they mock Rollins and Reigns. They plan to end the shield once and for all. They attack three on two until Dean Ambrose returns and evens the odds. The shield, they clear the ring. They stand tall. And after a little bit of hesitation, they make it official as they do the shield fist bump. Thoughts, questions, concerns? Mm-mm-mm. Just shield reunion stuff 101. Rinse, wash, and repeat. Yeah. Dean is always the one that's on the outside, usually. Just like a hairline. Oh, gosh. Tamina, <laughs> she faced off against Sasha Banks. Tamina gets posted, but Nia made the save as Sasha had the bank statement locked on. It broke down with all four women brawling. Okay, Didi, here we go. Nia mm-hmm. Jax distracted Sasha Banks, hey. allowing Tamina to win with a super kick. Tamina won something. Yay. Uh, Braun Strowman. He uh, jacks up the uh, what's the what's the other guy's name again, Greg? Colin Joss, yes. Joss something. The yeah. other dude, yeah, I think the, the other dude is, is that other dude. Yeah, the other dude. Yeah, he asked Braun Strowman, "Is it real?" And Braun Strowman basically lifts him up on the wall by throat. The revival they face off against Ricochet and Aleister Black for the Raw Tag Team Titles. Aleister Black fires up with strikes and tags in Ricochet. Ricochet runs wild off the hot tag, picking up near falls. But Bobby Roode and Chad Gable attack the champions for disqualification. And so that's what's going to lead to our triple threat match at Fastlane for the Raw Tag Team titles. So does that make Bobby Roode and Chad Gable heels? Or are they just doing what they need to do to get a title match? I would call it doing what they need to do to get a match. Okay. 
Ends justifies the means. All right. Greg, your opinion on your thoughts on that, your answer? I concur. All right. Becky has to sign this hold harmless agreement to compete on Sunday. So Stephanie runs out of the situation with the women's title. She brings out Charlotte and Becky. Becky signs the agreement, and then here comes Ronda Rousey power walking to the ring. Rousey is not happy about the entire situation and says she never vacated the title. Rousey demands so she gets the title back. Why'd you leave it then? <laughs> Tommy. She gets it in the Becky versus Charlotte match. It will still happen on Sunday, but now if Becky wins, she's added to the Mania match. Rousey tells Steph that she makes WWE too much money for her to fire her. And then Rousey starts whining and disses the fans for booing her. Ronda dumps Charlotte and then she arm bars Becky. Ronda then works over Becky with strikes while Charlotte watches on. Ronda, you left me no other choice. You vacated your championship. What what choice do I have? I didn't vacate anything. I gave you a week to think about it, and I don't like what you came up with. I wanted you to include Becky, not exclude me. Now give me my title back. Here you go, champ. Listen, I, I still have to do business here, right? So at Fastlane, Becky Lynch will still face Charlotte Flair. If Becky loses, she's done. But if Becky wins, she will be added to the Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania. It will be Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair versus the man, Becky Lynch. Does that help you, Ronda? Does that give you what you want? Is that what all of you want? Is that what you want to see? You know what, Steph? We all know you value your wallet over your own pride. I make you too much money for you to fire me, and you know it. What do you do, huh? Admit that you lost control of me? Admit that no matter what you say or order to be done, I can go rogue whenever I want. I have free reign to do anything I want in this ring because you value your bank account and your reputation over Charlotte and Becky's frail little bodies. everything I could, everything I could to respect this business. I worked my ass off and I exceeded every expectation. I poured my heart out and sacrificed my body for your entertainment. And what'd you do, huh? You booed me at the Staples Center in Los Angeles, my home. You chanted for Becky Love out here, working my ass off to entertain you. Well, you know what? No, no, I am done pretending. I am no longer here to entertain you. I would break Charlotte and Becky's noses if I so much as sneezed in their direction and you know it. No, I'm not your dancing monkey. Not anymore. Damn your fantasies. Damn the man. Screw the woo. And no more Mrs. Nice. Oh, and Ronda Rousey goes right after Charlotte and Becky. And now Ronda Rousey attacking Becky Lynch. 
It's about time Ronda Rousey remembered just who the hell she is, taking it to the man. Oh, Becky yeah. Lynch might not make it to Cleveland, let alone WrestleMania. Oh. Armbar! And now Becky Lynch, who, uh, who is hurt coming into tonight, maybe even worse off come Sunday. Becky's gonna limp into Sunday at Fastlane with one good leg, and it looks like one good arm after this one. Hard as Charlotte Flair to step out of the way. But Rousey isn't done yet. Oh, Ronda Rousey said she's sick of it. She's sick of everybody Ronda. talking about Becky and about Charlotte. And look at Ronda Rousey go, unloading here tonight. This is the Rousey that I guess many people expected when she came to WWE. <laughs> I love it. Ronda trying to break Becky Lynch's arm, and look at Charlotte Flair. Charlotte has no interest in getting involved, because remember, she fights Becky on Sunday at Fastlane. And, and as it stands, it's Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey one-on-one -on -one at WrestleMania. Charlotte doesn't want to mess with that spotlight, doesn't want to crowd the ring on that stage. Well, we know Charlotte and Ronda will meet at WrestleMania. The question is, will Becky Lynch be in the mix? And Becky's still trying to fight back. Ronda's not done. Not done at all. This is a Ronda Rousey that everybody My wanted God. to see the day she stepped through this curtain. Rousey's just beat Rousey down. is just mauling Becky Lynch. This ain't social media, Becky. This and is again, the real Ronda world. Rousey trying to break Becky Lynch's arm. And again, Charlotte Flair doesn't care. Let Becky get the get beaten up here tonight. Easy pickings for Charlotte come Sunday and ensure that it'll be a one-on-one -on -one match with Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. And then they go to Stephanie in the back talking about how savage Ronda is and how it's totally unnecessary for what she's doing. And what happened was, Rhonda sped through her promo, which left too much time, so they had to fill the time with this impromptu interview. And Stephanie was at her best trying to work an impromptu one, but <laughs> it was all right. All right, so Missy Dijonay, yeah. uh, Rhonda has officially gone rogue here. Looks like this was the heel turn. She can't handle, like you said so eloquently last week, that. She went to shit whenever she got booed. I think that was on the dark match. So if you don't listen to the dark match, you did not hear that. You should subscribe to the dark match over on patreon.com forward slash CSPN media. But uh, you called it. She went to shit. The people booed her. Now she's, I guess, evil Rhonda now. So she can wear her makeup as crazy as she wants. Your thoughts on Rhonda Rousey? He'll turn. She, she's boring. And she always should have been a heel because she's a pretty girl. And I understand that little girls look up to her. I don't know why, but sure they do. But that does not change the fact that she was an asshole. Was I the only one who saw her on UFC? She's an asshole. And that's okay. Here's the thing. I don't want y'all thinking that I think it's a bad thing for a woman to be an asshole. Just because I don't like Shayna Baszler. That's not why. She can be an asshole. What I don't appreciate is you trying to be Miss America and then the second things get rough for you, then you want to be an asshole. And then it's like, oh, you don't deserve me. I'm too good for you. I, You can't fire me. I'm the female Brock Lesnar. You'll do what I say. 
Well, then you should have just been that the whole time. Why are you faking? Why are you faking like you Cinderella at the ball? Just be, just be the evil stepmother. She's more interesting anyway. That's what Stephanie was trying to get over in her interview. Was like, oh, this was the real Rhonda all along. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like I told y'all. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I be knowing. Don't trust them girls. <laughs> this was a pretty decent Raw. It wasn't as strong as the week before. Of course, the fall off was real. Uh, anything else you'd like to add, Magnum Prime, before we give a grade on this week's Monday Night Raw? Uh, well, just to kind of feedback off of what DD said, I mean, with the whole Ronda thing, I don't, I can't say that she's a natural asshole, but her problem with with her WWE run has been basically she was a she was a, a WWE she thinks she me basically to, to Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch had a, a natural organic ass kicker vibe before Ronda got there. Even though Ronda was in the UFC doing that thing but it was just different. You had someone in the WWE who was already feeling that void. And I think that pretty much hurt her from pursuing that. She had to go to the heel. And it, it did take too long to to go to that that strategy. I got you. I got you. Very interesting. Very interesting. I'm just glad that she looks like it's more natural to be this way right here so if she can pull this off and get a feel for cutting these promos then maybe we'll be alright because right now promo skills are lacking T-Rash and I sent you some little article where she tried to say it's because she has a paxi or some shit but that's not why you don't think so? no because well in the description of the article that I read it sounded like that problem is why Sasha sounds like what she sounds. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> honestly, like when you read it and it's like, I have a package, so it means that, da, 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 da. And we're like, well, that would be like what Sasha sounds like on the mic. You trying to make it sound like that's the reason why you don't speak well and why you can't take the booze. That's not why. You can't take the booze because you're not used to being unpopular. Because when you were unpopular in the UFC, you left. You never had to earn somebody's love week after week after week. And you weren't ready. And it's okay. It's not your fault. But don't blame the apaxia. That's not why. So, Greg, before we let you go, your rating of this week's Monday Night Raw? Uh, I give it a, I give it a B-. minus. Okay. Miss Didi Jonet? I'll give it a C+. Plus. Yep, and I'll be right in the middle of both of y'all and just give it a C. So, Greg, before you sign off, you want to get any shout-outs or a match of the uh, weekend that you're looking forward to from Fastlane before you go? Match of the weekend? Uh, I'm kind of interested to see what's going to happen with the, the WWE uh, championship match. I want to see how they're going to work that. Because there's not a lot of excitement with that title going into WrestleMania after what transpired um, in Elimination Chamber, at least for me. So I want to see how that turns out. All right. 
All right, so we'll talk to you next week, man. All right, y'all be good. All right, brother. Bye, friends. So, Miss Didi Janae, are you ready for mm-hmm. our SmackDown Matters report? Uh, I sent you a central message. It still didn't come through for you? Oh, hold on. Hold on. Let me check. Give me seven seconds. But in the meantime, how about that Amazon.com? Yeah. <laughs> through CSPN.us. Please help keep our podcast free. You can do some shopping on Amazon. It will come back to the CSPN to help keep the Razzlecast and all the podcasts here free each and every week. And if you want more content, head over to patreon.com forward slash CSPN media, become a backstage pass member, and you'll be able to listen to the dark match. And those are our pre and post recording conversations that we have. Uh, this week, it's going to include actually Anwar Starwin as we recorded a cast of Strong Style that everybody should listen to if you're in the New Japan. Anwar gives some of his thoughts on Ronda Rousey and some WWE stuff before we talk about some New Japan stuff on the regular show. So it should be very interesting takes from Anwar. Oh my God. I just realized, I'm sure you mentioned it, but today is episode 227. <laughs> yes, it is. Maybe. Okay, yes. (laughs) Nobody can do it like Tatiana Janine, but that's okay. So, Smacky Downey was at Wilkes Bar. I don't know where that is. Is Pennsylvania. No, it's Pennsylvania. Oh, Pennsylvania. I'm from Maryland. I don't know what they do up north. (laughs) It's right next to Scranton. (laughs) I know you heard of Scranton. Oh, Scranton. My favorite city. Uh, Daniel Bryan, a.k.a. Captain Planet, and Rowan arrive to kick things off. They show highlights of Kofi being kicked out of the match and um, and of Kevin Owens being put in. Daniel Bryan says he stayed silent last week, but basically Kofi is exactly where he needs to be in life. He's only really meant to be a supporting player, a great one, but just a supporting player, and that is why he is in India right now with the rest of New Day and not at Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania. He says Vince has traded a man who throws copious amounts of pancakes for one that eats copious amounts of pancakes, and that is why the fans like him because he is just like them, not deserving of a title shot, a nobody. But being a nobody makes him dangerous because he has nothing to lose. While Daniel Bryan has everything to lose because if he loses, the entire planet will lose. I told you he's Captain Planet. He's our hero. He is going to take pollution down. To zero. Okay. So Kevin Owens arrives. He says he got to go back to being a fan while he was injured and he was watching the product on TV. He's upset because Daniel Bryan thinks he's better than everyone and he threw the WWE title in the trash. He did. He threw the um the leather one in the trash and he replaced it with our hemp honey that he has now. The, four, Owens plans, the 420 title. There you go. Owens plans to shut Bryan's condescending mouth. Kevin Owens got a nerve because if anybody was condescending before his injury. But that's okay. That was months ago. That don't count. Uh, there's some back and forth. Daniel Bryan says that Owens has no friends left because Sammy's still injured. Owens agrees, but he reminds him that he pinned Daniel Bryan last week and he plans to win again on Sunday and take the title. Owens takes out Rowan and brawls with Bryan, but Rowan returns and makes the save. Um, so that's that. The Usos cut a promo running down Shane and Miz's friendship. They arrive claiming to be the best in the world to set up a match versus Jay Uso and The Miz. Jay counters a skull-crushing finale. He runs wild, but Miz blocks the splash. Jimmy tries to help Jay pin Miz, 
But Shane takes him out and Miz wins via the skull crashing finale. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, it was funny how they was like running down to Miz and then they was like, Shame it, man. The shoe game is tight though. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I don't wanna hear that shit. My shoe was better. Right. Charlotte invites Becky to show up tonight. Like Becky ain't gonna show up. Shut up. Lacey comes in to do her runway walk. I still don't understand it, but maybe it's just not a, it's not my pay grade. Uh, the United States title open challenge match. Our truth is a different kind of person. So instead of just, you know, taking the one person, I guess he's acting like his idol John Cena and taking on all comers. So the match is our truth versus Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio versus Andrade. Cien um, Almas. We know him at. His mama called him Almas. We gonna call it Almas. We know him as Cian Almas. That's what we <laughs> prefer. You know, a man with many hats and many names. Uh, Zelina is here. She hits a runner on our truth, but but Carmella. I thought to call her Carmelita, but Carmella don't want nobody messing with her friends, so she takes her out with a good old super kick to the face. Ray hits a destroyer on Cian, and then the frog splash gets a two. And Joe makes the save. He makes a you're not. Samojo hits a you're not. He on Andrade and wins the U.S. title. Were you shocked? A little bit, yeah. Because it is Joe's first title reign in over the year that he's been here. And man, the crowd was here for it at the expense of R-Truth. Well, nobody really expected R-Truth to be chant more than the seven second dance break, you know? <laughs> All this was borrowed time. So I think he did get, what did he do, two, three weeks? Yeah, he got longer than that because remember he won it and then he wasn't on TV for like two or three weeks. Oh, we'll see. Then that's much better. I truly thought the minute he won it, he was going to lose it because remember he won it and then had another match. Right. So I, he's been on borrowed time as far as I'm concerned. I'm happy for the man. Uh, but our favorite, Becky, arrives. Then backstage, Joe cuts a promo noting that the roster will fear what he'll do to keep the title because he has no respect for the roster and he calls himself the king. Alistair Black and Ricochet are on the tag team um, excursion here over at SmackDown as well. They're going to fight Sheamus and Cesaro. Ricochet fires up and makes his comeback and Alistair gets the hot tag. He unloads with strikes and kicks and gets a near fall off of a knee strike. The bar cut off Alistair working double teams, but Black has a desperation black mask and follows with a tilt fade to the outside. Ricochet hits the 6.30 for the win. And then after the match, Nakamura Rusev attack. But the Hardys come and make the save. Matt has his gray streak back in. So he but was he, only non-delete for a week. But he traded. He went back to the old Hardy Boy shirt, though. Oh. So maybe he's straddling somewhere in the middle. Right. But after the Hardys make the save, the baby face is staying tall. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. Um... I don't really want to talk about what happened next, but it was a match between Mandy Rose and Naomi. I could probably tell you what happened in the match, but it would take longer than the match actually took. Let's just say that Mandy won via distraction. Via distraction by Sonya. So, post-match, they're walking. You know how the heels do. They're holding each other, jaw-jacking, staring at Naomi, walking backwards. I was told by AppleCare that they were like, where's Oscar? I don't know. I can't read lips. But Oscar was right behind the bitches. So Oscar takes out Sonya immediately, throws her into 
the um, LED boards and then does the same thing to Mandy. Leaving these girls hurts. And leaving Naomi in the ring with a beautiful smile on her face. Looking like the angel in yellow that she is. I, I loved how um, she went right after Sonya first. Like, got to, get, got to get the most dangerous one out the way first. Mm-hmm. Got to get her right on out the way. Because I know who the problem is and it ain't you. So let me get her. Once she's done, you have nothing. That's facts are facts. Mm-hmm. I love Oscar. Anyway, AJ talks about Owens versus Brian and Kofi being robbed. Randy Orton run, arrives and runs down AJ. Uh, they announced that a uh, kickoff match that I won't be watching between Ray and CN Almas. I'm sorry. I don't believe in pre-shows. And the one time I tried, it was awful. You have to, you have Sam Did Roberts you... to blame for that. Oh, yeah. That was the one you Not watched. Not watching that bullshit ever. Never. Till you show me video of Bianca Blair hitting him across the back with a steel chair. I'm not watching that shit. <laughs> Quote me. Fuck him. I live a kayfabe life and I don't like his attitude. Real mag ass motherfucker. Let me stop. I really bothered me. I thought I was over it by now. Anyway, um, main event. Kevin Owens versus Rowan. Rowan overpowers Owens early on, but Owens attacks Daniel Bryan, who was on commentary. That allowed Rowan to attack. So basically, Kevin Owens distracted himself. That allowed Rowan to attack, and we get a DQ as Daniel Bryan and Rowan beat down Owens on the floor. Mustafa Ali arrives to make the save for Owens. He posts Rowan, and then Owens lays out Daniel Bryan with a stunner. Mustafa Ali is that boy. Oh, the real main event of the night was Charlotte. She made her way to the ring and shows the footage of Rousey attacking Becky on Raw. She calls Becky to the ring. Becky's limping. I was told by Apple Care she was limping on the wrong leg. I don't know. Um, she admits that she's hurting, but says it's worth it because she's in Charlotte and Ronda's head. Or Ronnie's head. Ronnie gave the man her best on Raw, but she's still here. Let's be clear. She knows sold a lot of them damn injuries. Because Becky is that bitch. Becky says she's owned Charlotte for months. The fans know it, and while she is hurt, she's also dangerous and has nothing to lose. Charlotte attacks her, goes after the knee. And dares Becky to fight her. Becky fights back with some crutch shots. And she gets the disarmor. Now, I've also heard on AppleCare that if your knee is so injured, you shouldn't be able to put somebody in the disarmor. But then I also heard on AppleCare, and by AppleCare I mean Twitter, that you do a lot of things when you're adrenaline in this company and just watch the fucking show. What is logic? So, either way, the rest arrive and pull her off of Charlotte. And Charlotte bails, and Becky is still that bitch. Man, it's good to be back. You hear that, Charlotte? That's the sound you hear when the man comes around. So you called me out here for a friendly discussion, you said. You want to know about my well-being, you said. Well, well, I'd be, I'd be lying if I said my body wasn't hurting a little bit. But that's okay, it's hurt before and it'll hurt again if that's the price it takes to stay inside your head. And you know I'm in your head. I'm in Ronnie's weird little head too. She doesn't know what she wants anymore. One minute, she wants to face me at WrestleMania and the next minute she'll do whatever it takes to avoid it. And last night she hit me with her absolute best. But I'm still here. I'm still standing 
and I'm still ready to fight again. They know that I beat you on one good leg. So yes, yes, my ribs may be bruised. Yes, my arm was almost broken last night. And yes, my knee is damaged. But damaged people, hmm, hmm. Yeah, they're the most dangerous because they have nothing left to lose. Oh, oh no. Oh! That's Charlotte Flair! Nothing! Charlotte Flair's heard it up from Lynch and again going after the injured knee. Yeah, this is a well-laid trap is what it was. It's a brilliant strategy by the Queen. How much more can Becky take? It wasn't a wise decision for Becky to show up tonight. Come on. Lynch able to show some signs of life here before Fastlane this Sunday. And the deck is stacked against the man. She showed that there's still hope, still a glimmer, that someday she could topple the queen and carve a path to WrestleMania. I'll see you at Fastlane. It will not be as easy as the queen imagined it would be coming into this evening. Becky Lynch said it at the Royal Rumble match. I beat you on one leg. Could it happen again this Sunday at Fastlane? AKA the man. <laughs> that was a good segment. Yeah, it was. It gave Becky some redemption after having to take the brunt of Ronda's heel turn. True. Made the people finally see Charlotte get beat up because she kind of stood to the side laughing the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I really appreciated how she did not sell that arm injury because she put her, Rhonda put Becky in that armbar a few different times. And even on Monday, it didn't seem like she was really trying to be like, ah, you know, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, her knee was the problem on Tuesday, not her arms. And I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Little Miss York Barnbar steak. My armbar is the real deal. My armbar will kill you. <laughs> this was like a weird episode of SmackDown because they have like really short matches except for the uh, United States Championship Open Challenge match. And I don't know if they really did a great job of setting up Fastlane. They just kind of did a SmackDown show. So I would say that right. they didn't. 
I would say that they were very much so like, well, yeah, there's a pay-per-view on Sunday, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to get these stories across so we can get our shit in line for WrestleMania. Here you go. Yeah. They're like, this is just a pit stop. It's just, let's not, let's not worry about that. Let's worry about down the road. Right. Now we go to our final review. That's going mm-hmm. to be NXT. This is the first round of the Dusty Rose Classic, the tag team tournament that they hold in NXT. So we're going to start out hot with Aleister Black and Ricochet fa- facing Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel. Let me see your name before mm-hmm. I get into deep. Do you think they overexposing them? I mean, they've been on every <laughs> review we had. <laughs> Do you think? I mean, it's a lot, but I guess the thing of it is, is if you watch NXT, you kind of deserve them. You know, like they're, they're your people. It's almost like they're on loan <laughs> to Raw and SmackDown. And it, and it wouldn't be fair. I guess it wouldn't be fair to just give them only one. But then they probably should have did Raw one week, SmackDown another week, not both in two weeks. Right. Maybe that, maybe that would have been the better way to do it. Yeah. I because they right. are everywhere. Everywhere. Kardashian levels. So we get into the match as Marcel Barthel tags in and double teams follow. Ricochet fires up. He dumps Fabian Eichner. He tags in Aleister Black. Black hits knee strikes, but he gets posted. Black fights them off. We hit a super hurricane runner by Ricochet and a tope to the outside by Ricochet follows. Eichner cradles Aleister Black for two. But when he kicks out, Aleister Black gets to his feet and he hits Eichner with the black mass. And that's a wrap as Aleister Black and Ricochet advance to the second round. Yay. Oh, this was fun. It was fast. Uh, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel, they do this thing where like they pitched Ricochet. He was like going for a, like a superplex and they countered it and the dude took Ricochet and threw him to his partner who caught him and did like a brain buster or something. Yeah, it was it was sick. Yeah, that match was a, just a fast sprint. Um, the next match, the Forgotten Sons, Cutler and Blake. They're taking on Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Lorcan gets the tag. He lights up both men with chops and he runs the Forgotten Sons together. He hits them with a double blockbuster. Lonnie Orkin and Danny Burch hit the elevated DDT, and that's when Blake makes the save. Lorkin, he goes up top, and they look for a doomsday device, but it's reversed as Oni Lorkin is powerbombed into the knees, and then the double stomp follows, and the Forgotten Sons get the win. If the other match was like an all-out sprint with all types of high-flying stuff, this was more of a slow-down, methodical uh, hard hitting type match and any match that only Lorcan and Danny Birch are in is going to be good so Forgotten Sons they had their best match that they've had in NXT and uh, they move on to the second round can't have Dusty Rose Classic without the dream baby so the Velveteen Dream comes out he's on top of the announced position and he's about to go into a promo and that's when Matt Riddle comes out. Matt Riddle basically says that he interrupted the dream because uh, he wanted to get a good look at that North American title. 
He said maybe the next time he looks at it, he'll be, you know, getting a chance to wrestle for it. <laughs> Velveteen Dream with the line of the night. You told Matt Riddle, boy, you must be on cloud nine coming out here interrupting my interview. <laughs> so looks like we're going to have a Velveteen Dream, Matt Riddle, North American Dude. title match coming up. <laughs> right. <laughs> we have a sit down between Io Shirai and Kari Sane. They're just the cutest little things together. And then it's announced that next week Io Shirai will face Bianca Belair in the number one contenders match. Our next first round match of the Dusty Classic it's the Street Profits versus Mustache Mountain. Montez <laughs> Ford hits a huge tope on the Trent Seven and the Spinebuster and that Frog Splash combination connect and that gets a two count. Montez Ford was so high on his Frog Splash that when they showed the replay, he wasn't even on the screen for a second. Damn. Yeah. Uh, Trent Seven cuts off the Doomsday device. He hits an apron dragon suplex on Montez Ford as Tyler Bate does a German suplex to Angelo Dawkins. Uh, Mustache Mountain hit their burning hammer double stomp combination and that finishes off Angelo Dawkins and Mustache Mountain. They are your winners. Yay. I hate when two faves have to wrestle each other like this. In the first round. Especially yeah. in the first round, yeah. Because I know that somebody's going to go home. I didn't think it was actually going to be Mustache Mountain. I thought maybe Street Profits because they were NXT proper would get the win. But <laughs> nope, not to be. DIY in our main event, that would be <laughs> Ciampa and Gargano. They face off against Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. So what was cool was Johnny Wrestling came out to his music. Then Chopper came out to his music. And when they both came out on the ramp, the DIY music started. And they came out to that. Came down the ramp to that. So that was cool. Kyle O'Reilly, he locks on the armbar. Bobby Fish has a diving top rope headbutt. But Johnny Gargano, he makes it safe. Kyle O'Reilly takes out Chopper with a flying knee. Back inside the ring. Ciampa hits a spike DDT. Gargano then hits a slingshot DDT for a great near fall. Then Ciampa and Gargano, they get on either side of Kyle O'Reilly and they do the running knee kick combination and DIY advances as they pin Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, this was a hell of a match. It's been a long time since I've seen Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly tag team with each other since Bobby Fish has been hurt. Uh, mm-hmm. I for, Their original tag team name used to be Red Dragon. I forgot how good they are. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They're so good. And Gargano and Ciampa, they haven't lost a step when it comes to wrestling each other, with each other rather. This was a dope ass episode of NXT. Yeah, it was. If you have... Oh, you saw it? <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, look at you on the hum. We could have chimed in, <laughs> give me some analysis. Oh, no, what was your fine. What was your favorite match? Uh, <laughs> Alistair, <laughs> Ricochet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were they were moving fast and they were doing a lot of cool stuff in that match. Yeah, they were. Yeah. So if you got time this weekend, uh, check it out. It's definitely worth your time. It's a like an hour and fifteen minutes, and it, it's really worth it. Uh, the video 
to even start the show was really cool when all the tag teams are talking about why they need to win and, mm-hmm. and everybody's getting themselves over. So good stuff, man. NXT again comes through, delivers. Watch it, check it out. It's the best thing WWE does consistently week in and week out. Mm-hmm. So, Mr. Dijonet, I think that's yeah. the end of our show, lovely. Okay. So it's time for your shout outs and thank yous and all that good stuff. Shout out to 227. Shout out to the glow. Shout out to. Oh, what else? Shout out to Samuel. Shout out to Mel because Mel always gets shout out. Shout out to Cla- Did you see the thirst trap that Classic posted this week? Oh. <laughs> D'Angelo <laughs> Materia. I was like, what is all this nakedness? God. And he ain't even really explained it. He was just like, here's all my nakedness. Real bold. Like, see, I guess once you get past 40, like, your fucks are deficient. Like, I'm gonna do what I do. And you just go, what? What bills do you pay over here? And I'm not mad at it. Uh, so shout out to all of that over there. <laughs> and yeah, that's it. All right. I like oh, your- wait, no. Shout out to 23andMe because I am Asian, bitch. To do what? Oh, 23andMe. Yeah, I know 23andMe. The DNA ancestry tell you where you're yeah. from, what you got. And then Asian. take your DNA and then clone you. Yeah, I'm Asian. <laughs> take your DNA and clone you. Oh, yeah. They don't, you, you gave them all types of data they're going to use for something. I don't care. Whatever. And well, you do it every time you sign up for a new app anyway. <laughs> so. Exactly. What are you gonna do with my blood that you wasn't gonna do anyway? Like it, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Okay. So yeah. what are what are all the machinations? Let's let's hear it. Listen, I'm everything. I'm mostly black, a cute little tinge of white, um, sprinkling of Asian, no Korean. Although I am maybe partially Samoan, and that's great. Because God knows that that's what I wanted in life. <laughs> so. Yeah. You, okay. Wait, wait, wait. There's a African reason you've always, there's a reason you've always been the head of the Samoa coalition. You just didn't know why. I didn't know why. The way that it's broken up is the Filipino section and those countries like Samoa and Tonga and all of those, those are all in the same section when it comes to like your percentage. And I love lumpia, and I love pansit, and I love Samoan people. It's genetic. It's not my fault. So, (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm like I'm I'm like two percent Native American slash Asian, about fifteen percent European, and then the rest is black. All kinds of African. Like everywhere except those like Middle Eastern countries. So like not Egypt, not Morocco, not Tunisia, none of them, but all those other African countries. Oh yeah. That's yeah. what's up. That's, That's awesome. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. It was very, funny very though, because I got one from my mother. This is long and it's kind of involved, but I got one from my mother like a year ago. So I called her this morning and I told her my results. She was like, Mine didn't say that. I was like, well, go look at your results. And so she went on and read them. She was like, that's not what it said. It changed it. And I was like, well, they say that they'll update it as they get more information. She was like, oh. So now she mad because she ain't Scottish no more. <laughs> 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 she was like, it ain't even exotic. 
exotic no more. I was like, well, how exotic was Scottish really? <laughs> right. You know, I was like, just tell people you Irish. She was like, it's not the same. <laughs> Goodness. So that was my laugh for the morning. Uh, well, that's awesome, man, to, you know, dive into more of who you, who you come from and what make you up. Yeah, I need somebody on my dad's side to do it so that I can get a real picture of who gave me what. Right. But but other than that, I'm I'm pretty happy with this. Okay. All right. Well, keep us updated on the, you know, if you do find somebody from your dad's side to be able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That means I would have to actually answer my uncle's phone calls. (laughs) She would learn how to text. He talks too much. I'm not a phone talker. Don't let the fact that I talk on these podcasts fool you. Don't call me. What do you you want? I will talk to you over a drink in person. Don't call me. So, hence why I have wine right now. It's like a long phone call. You know, it's like we have the bar. So, yeah. But maybe if I call him and talk to him, he'll do it. All right. Cool. And I can get some details. So, I'd like to give a shout out to Miss Didi Jone for joining me each and every week here on the WrestleCast. Give a shout out to Magnum Prime. We'll also give a shout out to Sam. Give a shout out to Quantessential R and everybody else who shows up each and every week for the Rawcast and the SmackDown Matters live tweets as long as well as the NXT cast live tweets. Like I said earlier, check out our sister podcast, Cast of Strong Style. If you're into New Japan Pro Wrestling, me and Anwar Starwin, we review uh, Azuka's last match. We review the Honor Rising Tour. We preview the anniversary show and the New Japan Cup. So, about an hour's worth of a podcast there. Some pretty good stuff in that. Join us this weekend, this Sunday, casting the Fast Lane for our live tweet of the Fast Lane pay per view. And also vote on our polls and let us know who you got on the official Twitter app. So, for Miss Didi Jone and Magna Prime, I'm Don DeLorente. This has been episode 227, so please stay tuned for the parting promo. week in Atlanta, that was the comeback. This week in Philly, this week in Philly, we take our yard back. I've had to think about my future. I've had to think about what I want. And to be honest, what I want, there's one man standing in my way. And that one man, well, he's my brother, Seth Rollins. So in order for me to get what I want, I need to address him. So why don't we bring Seth out here? I understand what it's like to have to vacate a title and never lose it. 
And if there's anybody out there that deserves an opportunity at Brock Lesnar as much as I do, it's you. So if that's where you're at, man, let's talk about it. I thought you knew everything. But you're wrong. While I was gone, one person washed over this place. And it was this man, right here. Nobody has more confidence in you than I do. I've been in that ring with Brock. I know what it's going to take to take that championship, and I know you got what it takes. So the only thing I got to say to you about Brock, the Universal Championship, and the main event of WrestleMania is, good luck, my brother. But I need a favor. Anything you need, you know I got your back. Anything. Anything at all. I want to get the band back together one last time. All right, I know I said anything, but anything but that. Anything but that. After what Ambrose did on the night he did it, no way, man. I want it. Do you guys want it? Look, man, when I was out, I looked through a different perspective. And the fact is, man, tomorrow's not guaranteed. We don't know how much time we actually have. Life is short, man. The most important things are the relationships that we have, and you two are my brothers, man. And I have no clue what's going on with him. I don't know if he's coming or going or what he's doing. All I know is he's making headlines. And I know I want one more moment with my brothers before we may not be around anymore. What do you say, man? Life is too short. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. You want the shield one last time? Then for you, my brother, I'm in.